Hello, hello. What's up? What's up? It is a new day. It is a new week and it's time to get social. My name is Kayvana and welcome to the Introverts Social Hour. Welcome. Today is a pretty special episode. Uh, today I brought my mom to the podcast. Woo woo. Um, I, brought her here, <laughs> I brought her here to talk about her journey as a parent, um, specifically as a young one. And she'll tell you more about what that story looks like for her. Um, but also what being a parent looks like today, especially in regards to our relationship as mother and daughter. Um, this is a very detailed episode in regards to like getting a little bit more into my life. Um, so you may get more info or if you already know me, you you know this info but you might get a little bit more detail um but yeah just something a little different and fun to explore so please welcome my mom kiana here's her first name <laughs> hi hello hello how are you doing today how's life okay i cannot complain okay okay um so i do want to give like an audience understanding and a background to kind of like who you are and like your life and like currently right now as a mom. Um, so can you share your experience on becoming a mom for us? So I um, got pregnant with Kayvana uh, my sophomore year. Um, I was 15 and I uh, had her right before the summer, right before my junior year. Um, and that's just pretty much how everything started for us, um, young high school mom. Okay. Um, and then I know this answer, but how many children then do you have now from beginning to, to now? Six. Kayvana <laughs> is my oldest. Um, and then I have another daughter and she's five and I have four boys in the middle, but Kayvana is my oldest. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> um, I, I do want to know, what were your thoughts when you found out you were pregnant with me? <laughs> my first thought was my mother is going to lose her mind. And did she? <laughs> she did. She did. Initially, yeah. she did. And she was not happy with me my entire pregnancy. But then, um, of course, as of now, you and her have a really good relationship and super close and a really good bond. Mm -hmm. So I think uh, once she saw you, you know, that changed. Uh, yeah, she was super strict. I didn't go to prom or anything. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I appreciate her for being so strict. Um, now that I look back on things today. Yeah. Um, so you were one, like afraid of like what your mom was going to say. What mm -hmm. about like everybody else or like, like what were your thoughts in regards to the fact that at 15, you're, you were going to have a whole like human being to take care of? You know, I really didn't think about other people because the sad part is during that time, the late nineties, you know, um, there were so many teen moms. Um, mm -hmm. There were teen moms I went to school with that had two children already, you know, and they were still in school. So uh, what somebody else said as now, it really, you know, didn't matter then just as it wouldn't matter to me now. Um, it was just, uh, 
packing you up, going to school, loading the stroller, you know, things like that when you were getting looks from, you know, people because you're holding, you know, maybe the bus up, I would say. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, what other people said didn't really matter then. Okay. And then, and then what about like your internal like thoughts in regards to like how your life was going to change? I did not get to do anything. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Anything I did, I had to take you and your stroller and, you know, um, let's say before you had me though, like while you were like pregnant, like what were you thinking? Like, what was your thought process for, I mean, obviously you knew things were going to change and you were going to, you know, have a a huge kind of like new kind of life transition in a way. Um, Just didn't know what to expect, you know, (laughs) just, I have this little human. I didn't have a job at the time. I couldn't even really get a job, you know, so um, just, you know, didn't know what to expect, you know, Mm-hmm. I didn't, I couldn't take care of me. So it was like, how was I going to take care of you? I mean, it all worked out. Um, however, you know, that was my thought, Did, you know, childbirth, you know, you hear all the stories and the mm-hmm. internet wasn't so savvy as it is now. So, you know, you just hear other people's stories, which of course, everyone's story ultimately is different. Yeah. Um, so let's say like afterwards, so then moving in afterwards, what emotions and like challenges did you go through while you were like raising me before? So my, the next sibling that came was like three years after me. So say like before um, he came, what were, what were those challenges and struggles? I didn't have a break. Mm-hmm. Um, I did not finish high school, um, but that was partly because uh I worked full time. So um, yeah, independent studies. And then I don't know if you remember, but your dad was, you know, um, into trouble as a teenager. So, Mm -hmm. you know, he was away. Mm -hmm. So it was really like me and whatever support that I had at that time from um from my family but everyone was busy and you know had their lives you know my grandmother helped out when she could but she wasn't Mm -hmm. close by so um yeah it was a struggle of course you know I'm young I didn't know what I was doing at that time yeah it's like figuring it out which I think I feel like what I hear is like a lot of parents kind of have to figure out anyways you just have to figure it Mm -hmm. out like while you were also like still a kid which is always interesting too um what support systems and resources did you use or come across that did help um in those times when it was challenging well the school that I went to um they had a child care there and the ladies that work there I don't even know if they're still alive hopefully they are but the ladies that work there they were like super helpful and um like welcoming and you know they they helped out um, during my school hours and um, actually my sister your aunt of course would help mm-hmm. out you know sometimes and of course your grandmother um, when school was uh, not in you know um, also too 
you know, your uh, other grandmother, she would help out sometimes as well. So I don't really want to discredit her. She would help out, you know, sometimes. Okay. I do want to note to the people, fun fact, um, the school that I was in childcare for was the school I ended up going to for high school <laughs> right. years down the line. So that's a funny the story. high school you ultimately graduated from. Uh-huh. Right. <laughs> we ended up having like two of the same teachers, which I think is funny. <laughs> um, so yeah, shout out to them. And they're still there too. I think at least Miss King is. Um, okay. So, but you kind of gave some details a bit, but I do give me a breakdown of a day-to-day life of a teenager with a child so you so you wake up what does that process look like until the end of the day so I what I used to wake up um I would try to get myself dressed first of course because that's easy um hoping that you slept but you were a super cranky baby you were very colicky so sometimes there was no sleep I don't know what was going on back then but yeah. And then I would get, you know, myself dressed. I would get you dressed, pack your diaper bag, put you in your stroller, walk to the bus stop. Um, at that time, I'll call two buses to school and then, you know, get to school, drop you off at childcare, unpack your bottles for the day. Cause I had to pre-make those, unpack your diapers. Um, and then when you started eating food, I had to take your food, put all your stuff in your little cubby, go to class after school do it in reverse plus homework yeah um once I started working full time I would catch um the BART which of course is our subway system here in the um San Francisco Bay Area and I would have to go you know to three cities over to take you to my grandmother's house just to go all the way back by my house to work then go all the way back and pick you up and go all the way back so there Mm -hmm. was a lot of you know obstacles during that time yeah okay I did want to know I was just like um I I wanted to get like a little mini breakdown of that um before we do transition onto like our our relationship over time um I did want to ask this is like a curiosity question. What kind of dreams or goals did you have before becoming a mom and how did they shift or evolve afterward? So actually I wanted to become a registered nurse. Okay. Um, that was like my focus and my goal. And then at some point I wanted to go to job course. So I shifted, but I always went back to register nurse, but the schooling that it takes, uh, I was unable to do it at that time. And I just, and then I ended up having your brother and life just kind of went on like survivor mode. I had Mm -hmm. to take care of my children, but that's, you know, that's, was my wow plan at that time. Would you, um, if given the opportunity to switch your career right now, would you, would you like go to school and like become a registered nurse? Would you still want to do that? like work at the hospitals and stuff no (laughs) okay (laughs) (laughs) only because that is a lot of schooling and Mm -hmm. kudos to all the registered nurses in the world because we definitely need you all just as you know all medical professionals um 
but where I'm at right now, no. Would I switch my career? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, to nursing, no. Okay. Curiosity question on top of that. What would you switch it to? Like if you could do anything. If I could do anything, I would finish school because I have schooling. I obviously just didn't finish. I would get my um, degree so that I can go back into uh, probation. Oh, okay. Uh, Working in probation for so long, but on a clerical level. um, And I worked with a lot of amazing people, um, with the probation department that I worked for. Um, that's what I would do. Um, yeah, that's what I would do. Okay. Cool. Helping, you know, the youth, let me be clear, juvenile probation. Let's be clear about oh, that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, that was my next question. Okay, cool. Um, in connection with that, I do want to say, um, or I did want to ask, how did like having a child at a young age um kind of or did it more so did it impact your relationships with like friends family etc um I'm going to say no my family let me let me be clear Mm -hmm. my close family members have always been pretty consistent Mm -hmm. um whether consistently supportive or consistently distant. Mm. So um, I won't say it impact. I think um, me and my mom had a strained period of time because I felt like she didn't support me enough and she should have supported me more. And I don't know what I expected at that time, but ultimately looking back, she made me you know, take care of my responsibilities. Mm -hmm. Um, So I don't say anything with strained friends. Most of us had kids. Um, Some were pregnant. Some already had kids around that time frame. So I'm going to say I don't, that I can remember and I would would remember. Mm -hmm. I don't remember anything being like strained um, with the people that were in my life at that time. Okay, that's good. Okay, cool. Um, Okay, so moving on to like our relationship and like your like your relationship with like your children and kind of like how that's evolved so obviously we've changed over the years right, <laughs> um, right. I've grown up and then you keep you've kept you've grown up and then also like kept growing as well um right. and with that time you also like get wiser um I, something recently that popped up that I was curious about was um there was like a a tweet that was like they say parents never stop worrying no matter how old their child gets um like it's like um the worries never stop but what Mm -hmm. you worry about changes Mm -hmm. um so what were some worries you had from like my early childhood into my like teen years into now how did those change so early childhood you know I never um will let you spend a night at people's house. I think you had one friend um, who I adore. I won't name her, but I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. She was the yeah. only friend um, whose house you could spend a night over. Um, loved her mom, full of energy. I ran into her maybe like four years ago. Her mom, still the same. So 
Um, and she has a beautiful baby girl. So if she listens mm-hmm. to this podcast, she should know who I'm talking about. But mm-hmm. that's the only friend. You know, I didn't let you spend a night um, at people's house. Then, you know, when junior high and high school came, you know, you had to deal with the mean girls or because, you know, you had beauty and brains. You had the hater girls, you know, feeling some type of way. Mm-hmm. Um And then I think as, you know, you graduated from high school and you decided to go away for college, it was like, whoa, (laughs) like, (laughs) like she's out the house. How am I going to protect her from here? Like, I need to go, go gadget helicopter because if somebody (laughs) messes with my baby, I'm coming for him. But then I also had to let you, you know, grow up and, uh, fight your whatever battles that you may have had or been through that I may not even know about I had to like trust that I raised you right Mm -hmm. and um gave you the tools you know um that I knew to give in life so that you you know knew whatever situation may come may have come up excuse me how to handle it Mm -hmm. um and then now being clear across the United States again the same thing I have Mm -hmm. to you know trust that I raised you right so that you stay on your toes in whatever type of situation, mm-hmm. situations that you may come across. Yeah. But you never mm-hmm. stop worrying. I mean, yeah. like, it's <laughs> not like, well, I guess some parents are like, oh, they're 18, get out, go ahead about your business. No, mm-hmm. that's not the reality yeah. for a true parent. Let me say that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that had came up and I was like, you know, I never even thought about it like that. But yeah, like the worries mm-hmm. don't stop, but they they do change because right. now there's something new or different to worry about. Um, exactly. So as as we've grown, I think our relationship has also like evolved over time as well. Um, what do you think are like the challenges and joys of navigate navigating our different like life stages together? Because I think of like you know, everyone talks about the teen years. <laughs> um, and then, you know, um, even like something as simple as like the terrible twos or something like that. Um, and then like adult years are like completely still like new and fresh for me. Um, what has what has been that aspect of how we've like grown up together, but in just different stages of our lives? Mm, well, I think for me, because there's six of you all, and I may talk to you and you may have like a conversation about, you know, an issue at work or, you know, maybe something going on in the news. And then I'll get off the phone with you. And then I have to jump to, you know, uh, Barbie or um, what's the other girl's name? Um, Rapunzel, you know, so it's like balancing. And then there's your brother's who are teen and then you know uh your other brothers elementary so it's really just trying to really balance and jump through all of those other conversations which Mm -hmm. sometimes just makes me a little um (laughs) crazy you know you do have a full range (laughs) yeah at the end of the day because then it's like now where am I at and then you Mm -hmm. guys look at me like (laughs) something's wrong with me but Mm -hmm. I'm literally scrambled all over because I've had all of these conversations with all of you Mm -hmm. so yeah (laughs) (laughs) well let's talk talk about just for us then like what has it been like as our relationship has changed over the years like what has it been like um for you to kind of like navigate that 
because I'm I, because I am the first. I was kind of like the first to kind of like trial and error everything. If you're a first child, you know that. Um, so what did that look like for you? Well, I would say for you and I, it's been it for me. Now you mm-hmm. may say like, no, mom, but <laughs> okay. it it flowed like, yeah, I think we had our hiccups and our bumps and mm-hmm. things of that sort. But I think um, I can honestly say it it flowed for us. It wasn't hard to navigate at all for mm-hmm. me. Yeah. Um, the distance. Yes. But um, I think with the distance, you kind of set me up for that when you went to college for four years, you know? So now that you are where you are now, um, it's kind of the same, you know, except of course you don't come home as much, but Mm -hmm. with technology, you know, we can talk, we can text, we can video chat, whatever. It's not, it's not hard for me to navigate at all. Like sometimes mm-hmm. our schedules, of course, because we're in different time zones, but yeah. it's not hard to navigate. Yeah. I would say for the most part, I agree. Um, I think, like you said, like the the hiccups along the way, um, I think those were like parts, but I feel like it's kind of hard to like not have hiccups and like, like relationships and things like that. Right. Um, because like, I feel like there were definitely points <laughs> where I go to my friends, I'd be like, my mom made me so mad. like um and everybody gets to that point yeah like they're cussing their parent out in their head but they dare not say it out loud yeah I don't think I ever cussed you out in my head though but yeah I think you there are definitely times um as you know as well but I think um I think that's something that's really cool is like we've gone over the humps I think a lot of that also has to do with um the things that were happening in our lives individually and then then that creates clashes like I always go back to like COVID times and like mm-hmm. having to like come back home and stuff that was kind of like a hard part on me and then like you were going through things as well and then like I remember that kind of like clash but I, I really do think like coming back from those things is what kind of like shows like the strength of like those Mm -hmm. relationships um because like at the end of the day like we're still like kind of like each other's people and Mm -hmm. um we find we find our way back um I do want to ask like what do you think has strengthened our bond um that even though uh so let let me back up let let me be very clear I've never um intentionally try to like pawn your siblings off on you because I've always felt like they are my children you are a sibling allow you to be a sibling I never wanted to be that parent Mm -hmm. that um you know makes you watch your siblings and stop your life Mm -hmm. but I will say that when you're able you're always you you have always been supportive you know to Mm -hmm um, help me with them are, um, just supportive of me in general, even when I go through things and you're like, okay, Mm -hmm. stop mom, like, wait a minute, like (laughs) get you a mental health day, drink some tea, or, you know, that you're, you know, you're very kind of aware and that's probably because of our bond. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's what I, I will say, just, um, you have a really good heart, um, Mm -hmm. in general. Thanks. yes girl yes oh <laughs> uh, yeah I will say um 
I talk about this sometimes a lot too, because uh, as as we have gotten older and things, like I found moments where I kind of had to teach you things, which I always find mm-hmm. that's so interesting. Mm-hmm. Like no one ever is like, there's a point where you like also teach your parents. <laughs> right. Um, and so I, that's always like, it's really cool to be like, huh, interesting. Like, you know, um, <laughs> you don't really know everything. And so um, I think as little kids, especially like, you know, cause you still have them. They think, you know, every single thing. Um, then as you get, as they get older, they start to realize and they're like, oh, okay, no. And things always right. change too as well. Um, but yeah, no, I am super like, I, I tell that to people a lot. Like I'm very, I'm very self-aware. I'm very aware. Um, also I have a lot of patience. We talk about that. <laughs> I have a lot of patience. So um, that just kind of helps <laughs> just in general yeah, work and all of the above. Yeah. I that's don't. where we both. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but it's patience. Yeah. Um, we kind of talked about this a little bit, but I didn't really go into depth but what do you think keeps us together even amongst those times of tension I would have to still go back to because we communicate with one another Mm -hmm. and we share you know for the most part I'm going to say uh what we may be going through at those points of life so like if you call me and I may be kind of like irritable Mm -hmm. I think that now, as you've grown older, you don't take it personal. Not that it's okay for me to be irritable and kind of mm-hmm. snappy, but you just don't take it personal because, you know, maybe like, okay, yeah. my mom has a lot on her plate, blah, 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 blah. She needs to calm down. I'll talk to her later. Yeah. I think I also, as I've gotten older too, I like, I let you know, because I think sometimes you don't even know that you're coming off that way. So, right. yeah, communication for sure. Yeah. Right. So I think that that helps. Um, knowing what one another has going on, even though we may not know everything, just mm-hmm. communicating to know. So if I call you and you're kind of just like, uh, which you never really are, but sometimes mm-hmm. you're more tired based on whatever you have going on during that week. Mm-hmm. Then I'm kind of like, okay, she's tired versus like, mm, what's wrong with her? You know, mm-hmm. she got a little stink attitude. So yeah. I think, you know, that's, that helps. And it's like, okay, mm-hmm. you know, it's click. Oh, she's tired. She did X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. It's not personal call me later yeah well it's so funny you said that that there have been times where you thought that, that was the case where you're like what's your what's your problem what's going on with you and I'm like oh I'm just tired you're like oh right. okay um right. so yeah uh but like that like I said like that communication for sure um is super key I think that was something I discovered over time like getting older especially like in my teen years I don't think I was that problematic as a teen as they say I mean, you can say if it's otherwise, but um, I I learned to communicate more and I think it was figuring out how best to communicate. And then t- correct me if I'm wrong too, but I think you also kind of had to figure out what that looked like because like sometimes communication could come off wrong maybe, mm-hmm. or it's like, oh, she just said this, but huh. And it's like eventually figuring out like, okay she's voicing her thoughts and opinions and how she's feeling and okay and now it's time for me to process that does that make sense did I make sense with that? yes and like let me add this really quickly too I think like not I think let me take that out in like my late 20s mm-hmm. 
to maybe like mid thirties ish. Not that I'm that old. Let me say that. (laughs) (laughs) But I feel like I was in a negative space and carried a lot of negative energy. Mm -hmm. Um, as I continue to parent and continue to add more children into my family. Mm-hmm. So it was like new children, you know, uh, growing children. I'm mm-hmm. in this negative space mm-hmm. and I took everything personal and looking mm-hmm. back now, I can see yeah. I took it personal, mm-hmm. but in that moment, it was like, uh-uh, you know, like it was just, you know, ready to go from zero to a thousand. Yeah. So that took for me to learn as well. Mm-hmm. And I will say, which is some, once again, something that you don't know as a kid, like seeing your parent also like grow. So like, mm-hmm. yeah, for sure. Like you now is very different from like you and you and for when I was in high school and things like that. So like, it's really cool to like see your growth and, um, you know, once again, first child. So I kind of see all all the phases, um, especially from, you know, because you had me so young too. So mm-hmm. yeah. Um, I do want to go into like lessons learned and like personal growth. Speaking of that, um, what are some lessons you have learned from being a mother? There is no right way to do something. Everyone has a different style to do things. Um, Do it your way, what's comfortable for you. Um, That's one thing. Mm -hmm. Second, uh, children will make mistakes. It's okay. Because I can say with you and your brothers, and you all are three years apart, it was like, oh my gosh, like they made a mistake. They did this. You know, I, you know, really quickly, Mm -hmm. I don't know if you remember, but I thought about this like a month ago, Mm -hmm. I was making some chili. Do you remember this? Not you making chili, but (laughs) (laughs) making Mm -hmm. some chili. And I was like, here, put this water for something I was doing on the counter. Mm -hmm. And you poured all this water in the pot of chili. I think you probably were like. I'm going to say you were probably like 10 or 11. Mm-hmm. And I remember I was so like, you went to your room and you were like, I just poured the water in the chili. And I was like, I didn't tell you to pour the water in the chili. Mm-hmm. And so like today it would have been like, okay, like we going to fix it, you know, and mix mm-hmm. it and whatever. It was too much water, but that was something that was overreacted upon kids make mistakes I feel Mm -hmm. like you have to be very direct as Mm -hmm. I'm sure you know with them you can't just say put this over there it's like pick up this cup and put this over there on the left side of the stove you know you Mm -hmm. can't just so I think that that that's helped me over the years um they call that uh like learning to gentle parent you know mm -hmm. um some people are definitely more gentler I've seen and like shout out to them um but yeah like literally like something as because I think something that I've seen a lot of people do is like um a five-year-old spills a whole bunch of stuff on the floor and acts like oh my gosh why would you spill uh-huh, that uh-huh. and so instead it's like it's okay huh? you want to help me clean it up things like that um uh-huh. so that's like something I see more and it, it's actually given a title now 
Yeah. Well, that's good because your sister dropped something the other day, and I, as soon as she dropped it, she looked at me, and she was like, "I'm so sorry, I'm sorry," and I was like, "It's okay, like let's mm-hmm. clean it up." But me back then probably would have been like, "Ah!" But yeah, mm-hmm. live and learn. You yeah, know, that's what I can say. That's that's why I definitely say like first children like trial and error. <laughs> um, but that's why also too like as I've gotten older too. Like, I don't kind of hold anything because, mm-hmm. like, once again, like, I want so being self aware and just like aware of everything as well. Like, you were going, you were understanding things. And, um, I'm at least like glad to say, like, because you have grown, like, my little sister and my younger siblings could see like a more a, a gentle parent <laughs> in that process. Um, you know, so that's really cool. Um, so not too I, gentle though not too gentle. yeah I said gentle you know to, how you know trying how to test said. it sometimes <laughs> I said a gentler <laughs> um <laughs> how has motherhood shaped you as a person you know I put you all first in everything I do even though you and your brother are technically quote unquote you know adults mm-hmm. um I just put you all first in everything I do um so I that's how I start my day like yes you know a woman first but then it's like right now a mom you know um at this point in life anyway so that's what I would say everything is like about my kids mm-hmm. um I need to have more time for myself but <laughs> yeah until that I'll figure that out and balance that out. And it's just, I'll put you all first. Um, when did you realize you started doing that? Like, obviously you started doing it pretty, like the minute, you know, you became one, but when did you realize like, oh, like I no longer put myself first? Ooh. Or just kind I would of just say kept going? Prob- I would say really really um probably when I was started going through my divorce actually mm-hmm. because it was like everything was coming before me like you know uh even to work at that time work you know my children my spouse everything and then I was exhausted I had nothing left in my cup for myself Mm-hmm. so then of course the divorce was done and so that was like okay woo. so then once I finally start to tap in with myself and heal from that experience then it was like okay I'm still doing a lot for the kids and sometimes I was doing over you know things that I, that could have waited mm-hmm. to the point where I was doing so much I feel like um not so much for for you because you were you know doing for yourself mm-hmm. but everyone else all you know your siblings um that it was like I'm still doing so much for them I don't have enough time for myself yeah. so now I'm aware of that and I try to balance not so much I could mm-hmm. try harder to balance but yeah it's been some time but I really uh focused on that when I was mm-hmm. going through the divorce yeah I definitely think like it you I would say also too around that time um you started like traveling more trying to like go do like mm-hmm. say mom things like travel right. um or you know a staycation or things like that just mm-hmm. to like take that pause and step out um would you I like correct me if I'm wrong the first time you had been on a plane in, in 
how long was like in recent yeah. years <laughs> yeah in 2020 yeah. when I started going, we went to Seattle um, right was that when we went to Seattle or was it before that no because 2020 one of my good friends had a a birthday celebration where a bunch of us went to uh Las Vegas Oh, yeah. And remember, so that was the end of 2020. And prior to that, I was in that marriage and I wasn't traveling. I wasn't doing anything mm-hmm. like I had just I feel like kind of lost myself for a minute. So once we went there in November 2020, then psh, it was all downhill. We went to Seattle and I went to Seattle mm-hmm. again. Then um my cousin at the time stayed in Las Vegas. So I would pop in a few times mm-hmm. um, to see her, you know, um, during that time frame. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I would say an uphill yep. <laughs> instead of a downhill. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm um, in the middle of the hill. I need to go back up. <laughs> yeah. Things are expensive. But you, you were in, you did at least do one trip this year. Yeah. You came to oh, New York I did. for the first time. Yeah, I did. Mm-hmm. Well, two. What was that? My little cousin graduated. Remember? Oh yeah, Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Right. So um, twice this year so far. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> um, what are some growth moments you have seen in me? Um, I'm going to go back to what we said a while ago. You mm-hmm. have patience that I don't know anyone else on this living earth has that much patience (laughs) um especially in your profession Mm -hmm. um the way that you stepped out on faith and just you know relocated to never ever land oh my gosh (laughs) (laughs) and um I think you express yourself more. I remember you being a teenager and I would like ask you what's wrong and you would just like clam up and I'd be like, what's wrong? And you would just look at me like you I was crazy. You see why I didn't say anything though? Yeah. <laughs> you would look at me and it was crazy. You would tell me what's wrong and you made mm-hmm. me crying or frustrated. And I'd be like, what's wrong? And you'll just be like looking at me and I'll be like, now you can, you know, express your feelings mm-hmm. and say, this is what's wrong or this is what's bothering me, even if you choose not to go into detail at that time. And I feel like that's very important. You never want to silence yourself. You always mm-hmm. want to, to whomever express your feelings. So yeah. that's big for you because mm-hmm. you in teen years did not. Yeah, I, I definitely say that too. Um, I learned to speak up for myself a bit more, um, you know, especially like before people would say like sly comments and I'd be like, "Uh huh, huh. <laughs> so maybe now it's a little bit different. Like, mm, you know, give a little comeback, you know, <laughs> um, you got older, you got some of your mama and your girl. Like, yeah, you <laughs> I will say though, I, you, you definitely help with that. Cause it would, you, you would always tell me like, you know, cause I was really like, I'm problematic. I wasn't about the drama. So like, but people will pull you into it. So you, I remember you would tell me all the time about like different things and, um, yeah. So that, that helps a lot too. I was like, I got to talk a little bit more like her because, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, um, but going back to the thing real quick, what you said in regards to me crying, fun fact for the listeners. So I, when I get mad, I cry also. So at times when my siblings would make me angry or things like that. Um, I, I don't know. There was this one time um, when we lived on Marigold specifically. And I remember 
my brother had made me mad about something and because you know we were always getting into it at some point and I was just crying and you came upstairs you're like why are you crying say what's wrong and I was like and I was just crying and I was just at that point I was like never mind I don't even want to talk anymore that's pretty much where I was at (laughs) to give it a little internal I was like I'll just sit by myself (laughs) um and then usually though I end up figuring it out um I kind of tend to do that now a little bit not cry and run to myself but like um internally like process things which I think helps me also which is why I end up being so self-aware um just kind of figuring out what why I'm not that I get angry very often, but, you know, feelings in general. Um, okay, some closeout questions. What are your hopes and dreams for the future, both for yourself and for your children? So we'll start with for yourself first. For myself, um, I would say find balance. Um, like Work-life balance. Oh, okay family life balance just so I can have time for me so that's um one of my goals for myself I do want to travel more but I have some things also that I need to balance out I need to find let me say this I need to find balance before I can make additional plans for myself so balance is first Mm -hmm. um out of curiosity what's what kind of like steps have you planned out to figure that out or like do you know what the possible key is to find that answer self-care days are extremely important Mm -hmm. um I'm realizing that now and knowing when you are on a mental overload to where you just need to step back and have that time for yourself also. And whether you need to reorganize some things that are going on in your life, whatever that is, you just have to be aware of um, of what's going on in your life. That's what I would say. Okay. So balance is number one for yourself. What are some um, hopes and dreams in the future for your children? Whew. That's such a funny question because all of you all are <laughs> on different levels. Um, I would say to continue to grow, um, to be open and willing to learn, um, to communicate because your siblings, well, two of them don't communicate well. Um, at all and that's something you have to learn and I'm going to keep being the teacher with that um for you all of course to be safe this world is crazy just be you know aware and to follow your dreams you know whatever your dream may be someone somewhere is going to have something to say about it bump what people have to say follow your dream don't be afraid if it doesn't work out that's fine Mm-hmm. you know set a new dream set a new goal but at least follow it walk down that path at least yeah I do want to say input I am truly grateful that that has been your opinion and like so I don't I don't even think I ever told you this so remember when I had done like three no I was on my last year of college <laughs> and I was halfway through the year already it was January so 2020 and I had 
because it was most of the year, I had done my cognitive and behavioral neuroscience major all this time, but I minored in dance and I made a call to you, but it probably wasn't as intense as you thought it would be. But for me, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to call. And I think when you said you changed your, you wanted to do dance. Yeah. So I remember I was like, like, okay, "Okay, do it. Yeah. But I don't even think, I don't even know why it was like such like a worry for me. But I remember when I called you and I told you, and you were like, yeah, like what? And then I literally ended the phone call and it was like, this is going to sound so extra, but I literally cried like happy tears of just like release. I did. I because I was just like grateful I was like because I was like she I was like I'm on my fourth year and she was just like super cool with that and she was just like yeah do it I was like girl you do not want to ever be stuck in doing nothing that you want to do if you would have been like I'm done with this school I'm about to go join the circus I would have been like girl if the circus is gonna make you happy then go (laughs) ahead You know, yeah. the elephant, do a trick, whatever you want to do, because you have to do what makes you happy in life. Yeah, mm-hmm. which, uh, which is, I'm grateful because not every person gets that, like, mm-hmm. privilege, unfortunately, because I do know people whose, um, you know, families kind of push them into careers. Um, or I've even heard, like, really worse, situ- worse scenarios where they're like, I'm only paying I was lucky enough to go to uh, we don't have the money like that <laughs> so right. I was lucky enough to go to college um and not have to worry about that but some people like their parents only pay to go for them to go to college if they major in certain things and so I think that's pretty wild but yeah because uh, who want to be unhappy if I'm gonna be miserable let it be because I chose this to be miserable I don't want to mm-hmm. be miserable because my parents are somebody else mm-hmm. you know thinks that I should do this like yeah and I don't want to be miserable because myself either mm-hmm. you know but definitely because no one else somebody else yeah yeah so yeah no that was why it was like that's why I cried though it was like a oh my God. <laughs> it was me being a little emotional what did you think I was gonna say I don't know. I I think for me, I was just like, I'm going to see what she's going to say. And I was like, I, I think it was just like me being anxious as I always am. It was just like, I don't know what she's going to say. Like, okay, we're going to see. And then do it what was- makes you happy. And yeah. sometimes we have to do things, um, you know, are getting careers that necessarily don't make us happy, but like at yeah. least strive towards your goal. Like, why would you want to do something that, you know, mm-hmm. absolutely not. Yeah. But no, it wasn't because I thought you'd say it was more just like, I don't know what she's going to say. And then like it was a, it was just like a grateful like moment. <laughs> it was just me being being extra. Um, Very. <laughs> um, last question. What advice would you give? Let's go specifically other young parents. Um, mm-hmm. And then after that for people in general in regards to parenting whether they're a parent now or not so young parents don't let anyone tell you that you can't do it because you can you just have to make sure that you put your child or children first it's going to be hard but you definitely it can be done and I'll take it a step further you can finish school you know, you can go to the limit. I just did not at that time. Um, Do I have regrets? Yes, but you can. So that would be Mm -hmm. my advice. Keep your children first. Make sure you have a good relationship with them. Don't drop them off at everybody's house. Um, Keep them close to you and just, you know, keep a good relationship with them. That's what I would say. Okay. 
And then what about for people in general in regards to parenting? Make time for you. Okay. Keep time for you. Make time for you. Check in with your kids. It's so much going on. You know, it's so much going on in schools. It's a different time with social media. Communicate mm-hmm. with your kids. Have a relationship with them. You know, check in with them. Even on your bad day, make sure you check in with your kids. Don't isolate from them. Mm-hmm. Um, spend time with them. That's what I would say. But make time for you. Yeah. So also in regards to that, finding that balance, like you talked mm-hmm. about. Yeah. Okay. Right. Cool. Well, thank you for joining my podcast. You're welcome. <laughs> um, hopefully um, to bringing uh, the, the goal is to bring you back on um, more times. Um, and I'm just excited that we got to explore like kind of like this kind of like an intro like Mm -hmm. introducing people to my mom um but i'm excited also to explore more in future episodes um listeners i hope you enjoyed getting some insight and possible relatability to this topic and conversation um tell us your thoughts about the episode in the q a section as always and if you're comfortable feel free to share your experience with parenting and relationships um whether you are a parent yourself or you are a um child of a parent Uh, Make sure that you follow and like this podcast to stay notified when new episodes drop. Share it with friends, share it with family. You can also follow me at Kayvana on Instagram to stay updated as well. Get some sunshine. Have an amazing week. I will see you next week on the Introvert Social Hour. Thanks for joining.